0: Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with a man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kinoki. That's me. I was waiting for a boat sitting on a air quotes dock or harbor in uh is or a uh, archipelago Solontaname in Lago Nicaragua circa a long time ago. And, uh, a bunch of workers were hanging out, sitting there drinking Tinto and, uh, some coffee. They have their concrete tools, because everything's built with concrete in the tropics for the most part, and uh, they're watching me because I'm not usually the kind of person they're going to see in this remote area of Nicaragua, um, and they see me talking to the guy selling coffee, and I and see that I speak Spanish, and they're. Start asking me where I'm from and what I do. And I told them I was a carpenter and they're like, Oh, carpenter. Okay. How much do you make? Cause everyone in Nicaragua wants to talk real. And, uh, and I told them when I make an hour and they were like, Oh, that's pretty good. Like two of them were like, Oh, that's pretty good. There's like 10, 15 guys. And, and, uh, and then one says to the other, no, that's what he makes per hour. And he, the other guy turned to me and said, you get paid by the hour? And I said, yeah. And then he did the math and started slapping his leg and he's laughing. They were just laughing. They're like, no way. How do we get there? We want to come. And uh, and we talked about the work they're doing and 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 the hours they put in, you know, in the tropics, you only have 12 hours of light. So they're working, you know, some long days, but it's hot, you know, versus where I live where, you know, in the summer, you can work endlessly if you want to, because there's no night, but, uh, but it was super fun talking to these guys and, and getting a sense of, uh, how different wages work around the world. And, you know, they're grossly underpaid, but the economy is totally different. You know, they were making about $8 a day uh, back then. And they bought all my coffee. Because they were stoked to, to uh, you know, be hospitable to someone who's visiting their country. And uh, I've never been shy to share what I make, because Why? You know, everybody should know what we're doing. Although, uh, as a general, I guess that's changed a bit. All right, so why did I start rambling about that? uh, Today I want to talk about pay scale and hiring and the money thing needs to be considered before you're hiring. You know, in the last show we talked about uh, what you kind of want to consider for what the tasks are going to be. And that's going to come up again here. But but how much money do you need to be making off jobs to pay your crew and how much is each person going to get? And uh, I definitely have some insights there because uh, I've been burned pretty bad. Uh, I've, and, you know, when you get burned, it's worse than you you don't, you don't, you think about more that more than all the good that happened. So, and it's been mostly really good, uh, for, for real. And, uh, so if you're like me, I mean, I never got interviewed for a construction job. Did you, I mean, I see some of these, you know, uh, consultants and stuff talking about two interview processes stuff like that. And wow. Like, I don't even, I don't even know a carpenter would put up with that or even, uh, show. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, after you've considered what you're going to pay, let's say, we're, let's go back to this crew of three, your foreman's wage is going to be pretty high. It's going to be good. It's going to be competitive. If you don't know them, you got to start a little lower. But then your pay scale for your other help, you know, I'm just telling you this. Don't just hire them high dollar unless you know them. You got to start a little bit lower, but you should still be competitive. You don't want them to go to someone else if you want to try them. And then when you get them going, if they're going to stick around, if they're going to, if they're doing good work, you can bump them up. And then you can go to bonuses, and we'll talk about that too. But, uh, and then your laborers. Don't start them too high because you got to see what they're going to do. You know, I can say I've been burned by a laborer, but I saw one work really hard for three days and then everything changed when I gave them what they wanted. So, um, they didn't last long, but, um, so yeah, interviewing what, I don't know. You know, I always start with known entities. And that's where I've gotten most of my help is working with people I know already. Working with carpenters I've known already. Um, Working with people I've known around town. Hiring people I've known. That's the best. You know, and then you can go to word of mouth. And uh, word of mouth is usually pretty good. But, you know, someone who gives you a word of mouth advice about a friend of theirs might not know what they're actually like when they're at work. So that's like a negative aspect of word of mouth, but generally word of mouth is pretty good. And, uh, you can hit the ground running because you understand the industry together. Uh, but then this is the hardest part. Word of mouth comes up dry. Uh, you don't know, you can't find somebody you know. Everybody's busy. The economy's booming. And you gotta, like, put out an ad. Which is, you know, dreadful. Because the tire kicking begins, demands, and it's not people that really want to work for you. They just want money. Which, is which, um, when you're approached, it's much different than when you go looking. And, uh, so when that happens, when you need to start interviewing people, whatever it is, you need to have already decided what you're going to pay them. Because if that's the first thing they ask, you need to deliberately tell them, this is where I start guys in this position. If you show me you can work, I'll bump you up. Don't get specific about the bump up. And then maybe... You know, hint at bonuses if you stick around and you do good work. And remember, bonuses are for work that's been done. I don't know about that future thing. Um, we'll talk about bonuses later too. Not in this episode, though. So, so in your head, if you already have the money figured out, it's much easier to talk about it when they start asking because um, they're gonna ask. And then you want to prepare some questions that are gonna put you that you know put you in the seat of authority. And not as a peer or buddy. You want to be asking direct questions, looking at them, and not having it just be casual. Because you got to be, you got to be the boss. Um, you know. So, what are you going to ask? Number one, how long are you sticking around? Anybody you hire, actually, you should ask. Really, how long are you sticking around? You got a busy season coming. You can't have someone coming up to you in the middle and saying, I'm leaving in two weeks. Because that's brutal. Uh, And then for people you don't know, ask them how to do something. Ask them what they would do. Make them do something. Have them go get some tools out and do something. Uh, Asking about their experience, they can make up anything they want. I've had it happen. You know, it's just... Make them do something, or explain how something's done. Ask some tricky stuff. Uh, I have a list of interview questions I can send out, and I'd be happy to do that. You know, because remember you have to when I talked about considerations for what employees would be doing before you hire them, um, you know much of this is born out of my early experiences, and, uh, you know, I've had, I've been, like, before I said I got burnt, I had a guy just come in, tell me all this BS, and then, once he started working, we were like, what? And, you know, he cost me thousands, and thousands, and thousands, and thousands of dollars, and thousands, and, It was not quite word of mouth. It was kind of known entity. I should ask more questions. Um, And when I say this is born out of experience, let me tell you some stories about uh, myself. So a long time ago, this general contractor hired me and I had very little, little experience. I had limited experience. Uh, I could bang some nails, but he hired me as a finish as a air quotes finish carpenter. And I'm a rookie at this point. And I'm like, cool. This guy thinks I'm something he didn't. I, you know, I figured it out later, but I accepted and immediately was over my head in punchless jobs on new homes. I had zero experience with and my air quotes foreman had been a shingler previous to leading air quotes a crew of Finnish carpenters. And I'm not not dissing shinglers. I'm just saying we're supposed to be doing fine woodworking, and uh, we're pretty rough. So I caught on pretty quick to some things, but one morning in November that year, I had to rip down a bifold door because the rough opening was too small with the five-eighths rock that was on the wall and the framer had probably framed it too narrow to begin with. You know, you got to rip down bifolds. But you know what's coming, right? I didn't have a catch roller and I didn't ask for a hand. I just went ahead and was like, I got this. Set the fence to three-eighths. So, ripped the short side. Yup, live and learn. Got to ripping that door down. And I sent an 80 and a half inch by 38 inch rip through a full templed glass exterior door. Yes, at minus, at 30 below. And just so you know out there, all over the world, 40 below, at 40 below, our worlds collide. So, 40F, minus 40F, and minus 40C are the same. This is minus 30F I'm talking about. But very cold. My boss shows up. I walked right up to him and I told him what happened. And it was bad. Oh, it was bad. But but there's more. Fast forward one week. Soon to be owner of this custom home doesn't like the color of the hose bib. And my boss tells one of our guys to paint it. You could call him. Like, he's my equivalent. Like, we had this foreman, air quotes, foreman. Uh, I can't remember his name. And then there's me and this other guy. And then there's our laborer who's, like, probably smarter than uh, the foreman. But definitely. Uh, anyway. Tells a guy to paint it. Maybe warm it up first. Because it's... Not 30, it's not minus 30 anymore, but it's, you know, it's still below, it's still well below freezing, but it's balmy. It's a balmy above, you know, right above, right around freezing. So, so another guy and I are inside hanging crown molding and I see Steve outside cutting a hole in a cardboard box, about an eight inch hole and and then running this high temp eight inch or so flex tubing that runs. From a 3 million BTU heater You know those torpedo heaters Used to heat something up real fast They sound like a jet We think nothing none of it We're just watching While we're working but we see them Fast forward 30 minutes Now we're hanging crown In a little bump out on the house And uh Like for the dining room table or something And we see Steve leading the tile guy out And pointing at the house Tile guy falls down laughing immediately he is on the ground On his hands and knees Barely able to breathe Pounding his fist in the dirt Laughing Crying Me and Bruce look at each other Steve leads a couple electricians out there He doesn't need to point this time They're dying Laughing Hands on their knees Hunched over Just laughing Looking back and forth at each other Steve's kind of laughing It's definitely not funny For him We decide to see what all the fun is So So Randy told Steve to heat it up a little bit and Steve had taped that box that came from the torpedo heater to the wall around the hose bib. Turned it on and walked away for about 20 minutes. When he returned, about 20 plus courses of vinyl siding on about a 40 foot wall had been melted or warped. Brand new home. So boss shows up boss comes up to the back door Steve goes out the front door boss comes in everybody's dead silent Steve gets in his truck and drives away and Tyle go, guy goes hey Randy check this out okay now the focus <laughs> now the focus is off me why am I telling this story I don't know because my boss did not pay us much at all but he definitely paid for it by not having a well paid foreman. And I know he killed it. You know, he was building a lot of houses, did well. He was a great guy. I don't know about his strategy with employees, but it definitely wasn't gonna be mine. And uh but today there's still people around who remember this, including the guy I was hanging the crown with that day because he became my foreman. And uh but you know, you gotta start somewhere. And you got to learn from it. So, uh, when you're hiring your employees, really think about what they're doing and how much you're going to pay them and think about what you're going to, how you're going to convey what you're going to pay them to them. When you first talk to them about it, don't be wishy-washy don't be their buddy come from a place of authority and ask questions that put you in a place of authority. All right, that's all I got. Later. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email, info at contractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.